Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Bring On The Reviews podcast, where if you want it, review it. My name's DC, and the goal of this podcast is bringing you time movie news, comic book news, and some TV news as well. Today's the 90th episode of the podcast that's happening on December 26th, 2018. And this is actually the last podcast of the um, calendar year. Yes. Um, so, yep. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Based what I do is go over the things that past, happened the past week. I give a thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs all the way in the circle. So, the first thing up here is the Greta trailer. So, this movie here, super, super creepy, super, super scary the the premise of it, if you look at the trailer itself, the premise of it is, is, is superb. I give this one a thumbs up, only because it did exactly what it was supposed to do. It was supposed to tease you into the story, supposed to make you figure out, well, not really figure out, make you want to figure out what's going to happen in the whole thing itself. So, um, Chloe um, Grace Moretz plays the main character, and she's basically stalked by some like random serial killer, I think, uh, slash, you know kidnapper sorts it's a crazy concept it's it lets you know that you know sometimes you can't be nice in this world because you know being a good samaritan could sometimes get yourself in trouble so it is it looks crazy looks very very good good crazy it is it has a level of creepiness that makes you really believe that this could possibly happen and then also makes you want to see what happens when she confronts her and then how she escapes from that whole thing. Because it has a feel of, like, Get Out versus, like, any other typical, you know, horror story movie of sorts. So you kind of meld those two together. And then you have this movie. So it looks very co- creepy. And it looks very, very cool. And I, I don't know. There's something about it that really, really speaks to me. And I, I'm like, I really kind of want to see this movie. Even though I, I, I dislike scary movies altogether. Like, I totally dislike scary movies. Like, I'll actively go against watching a scary movie but this one it looks like something i could watch and could find myself enjoying even though it's probably gonna scare the bejesus out of me but i'll probably see this movie just because it looks very very good the trailer looks very very amazing hopefully when it comes out in theaters that it won't suck because it's coming out in march so hopefully the trailers doesn't overhype the movie and then the movie just completely bombs and it's like, yeah, the trails is the only scene that's actually good about the thing. So hopefully it's like, this is like the, the just a wet of your whistle kind of thing. And it makes it where the whole movie in general just pops and just hits you for a storm. Uh, so for me, this one gets a thumbs up. The next thing I have here is um, a trailer from MIB. So, MLB International dropped not too long ago, a couple of days ago, and I'm, I'm neither sold or um, distasteful of it. I'm not sure. It just, for the whole thing, it, it felt, the vibe felt kind of weird. I know there's um, Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson, they're re- reuniting after the whole Thor Ragnarok movie and whatnot, but... It just it feels weird. I'm not sure. This something about it makes me not feel like I want to see it. It feels like it's gonna be a horrible um, continuation of the story for Men in Black. It just feels like they should have went a dire- different direction. Just uh, the whole thing when I was watching it, I, I kind of want to feel. I can, not really feel. I kind of want to switch the roles between Chris Hemsworth and Liam H- um, Neeson and make it to where he's actually with Tessa Thompson because when I see that 
that factor and keep the same trail how, how it is. Keep the same kind of jokes, keep the same kind of lines, but switch out um, Chris Hemsworth for Liam Neeson. I, I don't know. That's it. They made Liam. They made Liam into like the, like the 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 Q. There was a Q now. M. Whoever was the leader in the, the first three movies, I can't remember the person off the top of my head, but it made that character be Liam Neeson, and Chris Hemsworth plays the 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 K character, which he he looks too young to be playing the I'm out of my luck kind of thing, and he feels like he's either playing something that shouldn't be him or it should have been it's designed for someone else it just it feels like it's it's not exactly his role and for me this it, it turns me off i guess i want thumbs middle only because it looks like it might be somewhat entertaining because he did have quite a few jokes in there and the whole the hammer throw at the end was kind of funny to see it actually come out on the screen but i think for me it would have been better if Liam neeson played that role and did the same kind of jokes that Chris Hemsworth did. Because I, I feel that it would have made a lot more sense. And it would, the jokes would hit harder. Just because, you know, seeing Liam Neeson play that comedic slash action role it is something that's golden. I, I'm okay with Chris Hemsworth playing that role. But it just, there's something that, that's off about the whole thing in general. Just Probably because me, I, I just want to see that kind of fixture for it. And it's not like it's going to be like the same play as the last three movies. Because you have where Tessa Thompson is not the reluctant hero of sorts. She's more or less, she really wants to be a, she's like a fanboy, fan, fangirl of sorts. And she really wants to be an MIB um, member. And that's a totally different kind of aspect than the first three of them. So for me, I guess with Thumbs Metal just because it's it wasn't the worst. But at the same time, I'm okay with it. But it really didn't do much for me, to be honest. The next trial here is a a movie coming out from um, Jordan Peele. And it's called Us. It looks kind of... I'll be honest. I get this one a um, three-quarters way down, I believe. Just because it... The film vibe of it is kind of weird. And... Mm, I don't know. It just is not, it feels weird. I'm going to be honest. I'm kind of at odds at this one because I, I love Jade, Jordan Peele. That's his name. I love Jordan Peele and his last movie was awesome. Good Out was pretty good and solid movie. So for me, um, seeing this movie and this trailer, well, seeing this trailer alone, it feels weird. Just because it's like the playoff of the doppelgangers kind of film vibe. And for, for me, this it's too weird. At the same time, I kind of see where it could go, but at the same time, it could change it up. But if you're fighting characters that are just like you or a mirror of you, how do you defeat them of sorts? And it's going to be like they fight at the end and then all of a sudden the evil counterparts win and then take over the whole um, good counterparts or make it where the good counterparts are evil and you didn't know that until the very end. It feels like something that it it, it might be bad. I'll be honest. It might be bad. It could be one of those premises where it potentially could be a downfall for Jordan, but at the same time, seeing Get Out and seeing the twist he made on that one, I'm going to hold out for it just because you have that factor and then you have um, Lupita Nyong'o as well playing one of the main characters. So, 
she would ne- she would probably never take well, I can't say never. She won't go for like a hard like pass of a movie. But at the same time, when I'm seeing this trailer, I see goodness and I see it could turn really, really fast. So for me, this it's not my cup of tea, not my cup of vibe. It feels like something that I feel will be a downfall for everyone. But I'm holding out a little bit of hope, and that's why I didn't give it a full thumbs down, only three quarters of the way down, just because everything from this trailer, I, I don't know, it doesn't really speak to me properly. That's the third movie, the third movie trailer that hasn't spoken to me too well this last night. Um, but if they do have it where they put out the second trailer and expand more on this whole kind of movie itself, it could potentially bring me back to like a three quarters way up slash middle. But for now, just based off this alone, I'm not digging it. I'm not feeling it at all. It just, it feels too weird to me. And, and when I see weirdness and I see where it could potentially go and how bad it could potentially end up, it just screams like, I'm not going to watch it, but who knows for me, just three quarters way down all the way. The next thing I have here is, um, some news from the bad boys Four movie. So, recently, they just made an announcement of returning cast members um, and also the addition to the, the Bad Boys um, franchise itself. So, they're going to add in a couple of characters that's going to be playing the rivals of the um, Martin Lawrence and Will Smith characters. So, the rivals are going to be Vanessa Hudgens, um, Alexander Ludwig, and Charles um, Melton. So they're going to be like a a rival team. So I'm guessing they're both good guys. Kind of like how um um what's that movie called again? The other the other cops. I think the other cops. Uh, the other guys. Other guys with uh, Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell. So it's probably going to play that kind of feature where you know um Will Smith and Martin Lawrence will be um um. Warburg and Pharaoh, and then the other three will be the um, Samuel Jackson and The Rock. So it kind of feels like it's going to be that kind of vibe. Because when they mentioned the whole premise of it, it feels a little bit weird and a little bit hokey of sorts. Um, so it's going to be mostly, they're going to have these ex-partners come back, you know, to do one last job and and get that done. Because this mercenary puts a hit out on them, basically. It, it just feels kind of weird. It just looks like something that is out the woodhouse of the the um, Bad Boys franchise, which could be good, could be bad, who knows. But based on that alone, it sounds fine, and they're going to have where they come back to actually become partners again to take down this um, group of mercenaries. And then this other team, I guess, is a, uh, the other police officer team, I guess they're going to be going with them and trying to f- catch them first, or it could be um, Vanessa Hudgens' team could be the, the assassins of sorts against the Will Smith and um, Martin Lawrence characters. Who, who knows? At this point in time, you're not really sure just because it's not coming out until 2020 and it's like mid-2020, I believe. So we're not really sure exactly what's going on with this whole movie It's in general. But it's good to see that it's getting relit. It's actually moving forward. There's actually people attached to it and that's actually moving to the right direction where it should be going, um, basically. So, another thing about this, I didn't mention this in the, the notes itself, but there's also a spin-off series that's coming from the Bad Boys universe, and it's going to be the the Gabrielle Union character, um, Sid Burnett. 
she's having her own show that's going to be um, LA's Finest. And that's kind of cool, a little bit. It's going to be her and Jessica Alba. They're going to be both playing um, a, a mixed spinoff of the whole thing. And uh, it's on NBC, so it's going to be 13 episodes. That one's not too bad. Um, potentially they could cross those characters over into the TV series once this whole movie's over with it. That could be a potential kind of thing from it. Who knows? So far, it sounds cool. I'm all for it. I'm ready to see what this whole universe will come up with. And I kind of want to see, like, a another spinoff or potential, like, a pass of the torch of sorts because these guys are going to owed and hopefully that... It doesn't go to a, a point where they're both too old and then they look kind of silly playing these roles. But for me, seeing that they're casting these supporting roles and that they're actually casting decent actors, it's all plus for me. So I guess one, I just want a thumbs middle only because it's kind of like a wacky um, concept of the story. But for the, the supporting cast, it's okay. So for me, thumbs middle, like... Thumbs middle slash three quarters way up for me based on that kind of information alone. The next thing I have here is um, information about Avengers Endgame. So this is the next Avengers movie that's coming out. It should be coming out in um, April of next year. And it's a horrible scene when you see folks do this kind of thing. So there's a rumor. Well, not really a rumor. It's kind of like it's kind of like news news where it's like, it's actually three hours long, but at the same time, it could potentially be shorter. It depends on how Disney reacts to everything when it comes down to it. So the Russo brothers basically has a cut of the movie and it's roughly three hours long, which if you're thinking about it, it's going to be roughly 20 minutes longer than Infinity War. So for me, I just want a thumbs three quarters way down only because I felt Infinity War was too long. I felt that Infinity War could have been cut down by roughly 20 minutes. That there's a lot of things that they could have cut off over the whole movie. There's a lot, there's still a lot of bloatness in the whole thing in general. So to hear that it's going to be end game. It's going to be 20 minutes longer. It makes me fearful. So it could be also always where um, Disney could tell them only two and a half hours and that's it. Which for me, I think is probably the best thing you should do with this whole movie. A two and a half movie is fine. It's it's still a little bit long on the, on the runtime, but I feel that what they need to get done with those two and a half hours could fill up those two and a half hours properly. I, I feel that any more than two and a half hours is this. It's going to be way too bloated. It's going to make people restless. I, I, I'll be honest. When I watched Infinity War twice in theaters, both times I felt very restless during like the middle area and you can feel it and it hits you hard. So thinking about this whole new um, movie that's coming out, hopefully they do cut that runtime as much as possible. I know there's quite a bit of story to tell, but it's just one of the things where sometimes less story is best. Sometimes leaving stuff for, you know, the, the Blu-ray or whatever it will be back whenever this comes out, you know, 4k release, whatever. Um, sometimes leaving it for that is the best thing you can do because too much story just, it blitz the whole thing up. It makes you confused. It's just, it, it is too much. And especially like you had so many movies to, to tell the story in general that you shouldn't have to now say, Oh, we got to 
fit every single storyline to this whole thing. Like, like some things you could just clean up and ni- nicely wrap it up really quickly and easy enough. Um, bring back the characters you need to bring back, and and to and and instate the whole the new Avengers and make that happen. Kill off whatever um, other characters need to kill off, and just make it you know a movie that's not too too long and not overbearing. So for me. This one gets the three quarters way down only because just the three hour, the runtime is, it's just a crazy runtime. It's just something that they should really, really think about and really think, all right, let's cut it down shorter. Hopefully Disney comes in and say only two and a half hours and holds the hand. Well, not really holds the hand, force the hand. You know, that's what I really want. Two and a half hours and you're, you're fine. The next thing I'm here is um, come to theaters. So every week, um, there's at least a couple of movies that come out in theaters, and I rank them from uh, interested to I'll pass. So the first movie I have here is um, Holmes and Watson. So this movie by um, John C. Riley and Will Ferrell. So it's basically the whole um, Sherlock Holmes and um, Dr. Watson dynamic, but like a comedy form. Um, I'm, wa- I'm watching these trailers, and I can be honest, it doesn't look good at all. I, I'm I'm passing hard on this movie. This I'm gonna watch it eventually. I'll probably watch this to see how it is. But for me, I just feel like it's gonna be way too, way too stupid. And I feel like it's gonna be not smart that it needs to be. Not as smart as it needs to be. And, and for me, this it, it feels like it's gonna be a waste of time. To be honest, it, just, it looks really really bad. It, I, I saw the trailers one and two, and I was like, this is gonna be a horrible movie. And from what I've heard so far in the um, in the Rotten Tomatoes and all the the box office um, drug and whatnot, that it's really bombing. So I'm, I'm I'm figuring that much. So that's that's how it is. The next one we have here is um, Vice. So this is going to be the um, the um, vice president of George Bush, um, Cheney, John Cheney. Um, so he's being played by um, Christian Bale. And it should be interesting. Uh, I'm I'm barely interested in the movie. It's not the point where I don't want to see it. It's not the point where I'm like, I can see it and I wouldn't be extremely pissed off watching it. It's going to be definitely a lot more entertaining than Holmes and Watson. But I feel that if you want to watch something else, just watch Spider-Man you know, Into the Spider-Verse. Um, I would mention that a couple minutes from now. But yeah, um, that movie itself looks decent. And I wouldn't mind actually seeing it. Yeah. So, um, that is not the end of the podcast yet. Um, I know a lot of folks are doing this whole thing. It's, it's like the news of the last past couple of days has been very, very slim pickings of sorts, only because it's the end of the year and during this time, a lot of folks put the top movies of the 2018. So, I decided to do that as well. So, here are my top movies of 2018. Um, I, I basically, Basically, scored this on watchability, also um, replayability, and and fun factor. And sometimes, just you know, if it's generally just an amazing movie in, in in all, for the most part. So my number one, actually, let's go ten. Let's go from ten and then down to one. Um, so number ten is Sorry to Bother You. So this movie was a pretty solid movie. The only reason it's number ten. It's because of the last 15 minutes of this movie. The last 15 minutes of the movie definitely went left for me. 
And it just, it really, really, really didn't do it for me at all for the 15 minutes, the last 15 minutes of the movie. Um, it, it definitely took too much of a turn. It took too much of a liberty. I kind of wish they didn't have those last 15 minutes because if it didn't, then this would potentially have been in my top three of the whole year. So based on that alone, it gets number 10, unfortunately. It, it, it drops off really, really hard towards the last 15 minutes for me. I also have to mention that, um, spoiler alert, so I really want to talk spoilers, so if you don't want to hear spoilers of this movie, then you should definitely veer away a little bit. I won't give away too much stuff, but I will give away certain plot points of certain of these movies, just because it, that's the reason why I liked it so much. So, um, you've been warned. Number nine recently came out, which is Green Book. So this one, it, it wasn't the best movie, but at the same time, it was... It was a, a great um, performance by the, both of the main actors of this whole movie. It just, it had a great feel. It had a great vibe. It had me laughing at, at quite a bit of points and had me get serious for majority of the movie. But in general, this movie, it had, it had quite a bit of, quite a bit of entertainment factor into it. And I, I could definitely see myself watching at least once or twice more just because this movie, it takes you, with Mashallah Ali's uh, Mahershala. What's Mahershala? Mashallah. Mahershala. I think it's Mahershala. Um, I might say his name wrong, but it's whatever. But it takes away his journey, and he's basically with um, Viggo Morkinson, and their their chemistry is just is superb. They they bounce things off of each other really easily. Um, you could tell that those two characters have some kind of, you know, um, brotherhood of sorts. Even though I heard that the real life interpretation of that wasn't the, the same, but for what the movie's purpose and how it was portrayed, it did a great job of what it's supposed to do. So for me, that was number nine. Number eight, which is a movie that I really, really enjoyed, is um, Bad Times at the El Royale. So this movie had like the Quinta Tarantino vibe to it. It didn't take place literally. It, it really just jumped all over the place quite a bit which I was perfectly fine with. It kept you entertained. It kept you engaged for a lot of the movie. And the twist at the end was kind of cool. Seeing that Chris Hambles came in and his character was such a the charismatic um, character. I kind of wish that he was in there a little bit more was because he's only in there for like maybe a few moments here and there. It, he was in there for maybe like 15 minutes for the whole thing. I, I kind of wish he had like a good like 20, 25 minute spot in the whole thing, but I was fine with what he did, even though I kind of wish he had more screen time. But in general, just the way how the movie flowed, it flowed nonstop. There wasn't any low periods where I got bored at all. It just kept on hitting, 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 hitting. And the story kept me intrigued. I kind of wanted to see what was going to happen next and what exactly was the, um, the story that's transpiring on and figure out why Jeff Bridges was doing what he was doing and, and how exactly would end up and who's actually telling the truth. It, it just, it just felt great to me. This, the vibe itself just amazing from start to finish. So that why, that's why I got number eight from my, my standpoint. Number seven is Incredibles 2. So Incredibles 2 is a long-awaited sequel to Incredibles 1, of course. And this movie didn't dis disappoint. 
it definitely didn't do as well as Incredibles 1 for me, but it it felt like a half a step off from Incredibles 1. It, it definitely picked up where it left off. It definitely gave you the fun vibe. It took the incredible Elastigirl's um, character and put her in the forefront. And this time and age, you definitely need this kind of um, strong women females. Or strong women characters, sorry. Um, so her standing in front of the line saying, I'm taking... Um, this movie and going with it was just the best thing they could have done. It was kind of mirrored what part one did, which had the um, incredible, incredible boy, no, Mr. Incredible, have him take the, the reins for everything. So seeing that the roles were switched was the best thing I could have done for the movie. It, it definitely, it's, it had a place in my heart just because it just, it did well. It, it looked great. The story itself was good. And also, the main villain wasn't too hokey, and it, it did what it's supposed to do, which should excite you for the whole universe in general. Number six. I'm going a little faster in this whole thing, because it's going up to the 25-minute mark. So, number 20, um, number six is in Instant Family. This is with Mark Wahlberg and Rose Byrne. This one had a great little film vibe to it. It had me laugh from start to finish. It definitely didn't hit too much of the cliche kind of methods. It made you really want to see what happens with this whole family unit. And it showed why Mark Warburg is definitely the go-to action slash drama person slash comedy. He's doing well for himself. So I'm glad to see that he's actually doing his thing in this whole thing. And Rose Byrne's just amazing in general. Just her alone is the reason why I actually watched this movie, just because I love her character. And... It, she didn't disappoint. Not one bit. Really didn't. Top five. So number five is going to be A Star is Born. A Star is Born is in top five, mainly because the story is very, very clean, is very, very crisp, and the music really hits you. And I couldn't stop thinking about the music after the movie is done. I even downloaded the album and played the album a couple of times. The music was that good. And the fact that um, this is the... The, the directorial debut of um, Bradley Cooper, top notch. It was just definitely a solid movie. It definitely want me to have like another watching or viewing of this whole thing. It just it spoke to me. It really did what it's supposed to do. It made you want to see more and really want you to see more from these characters in general. And it was sad towards the end what happens. And I'm not gonna spoil that because that's a big feature of the whole thing. But in general, the movie did amazing for me. And that's why it's number five. Number four is a franchise movie. And this franchise movie has been knocking out the park left and right. Um, This one is Mission Impossible Fallout. So that hits number four spot. It's just Mission Impossible. And the fact that each Mission Impossible now gets better and better. And this is number... um, it's number six, I believe. I believe it's number six or seven. I think it's number six. Just that in general, top notch. It's just the action gets better, the stunts get better. I'm not sure why he had to keep the mustache with um, Henry Cavill, but at the same time, just the events of Mission Impossible Fallout just made me excited for the whole thing. I see. I think I saw this movie twice, no, three times in movie theater. It, it was that good. It just. Action, action, characters, character development. This 
in general, everything just went above and beyond what the other movies did. And for it to be the sixth movie in the whole franchise and get better and better, it just definitely deserves to be number four on my list. We have the top three scene now. Um, number three is Upgrade. Upgrade is one of the movies that no one actually knew about until it actually came out. It definitely took me by storm. It was one of the things where I wasn't sure exactly what this movie would transpire into. And I saw the trailer and I was like, eh, it seemed like it could be a little bit good. But then when I saw it, it was amazing. It just it blew my expectations out the water. I, I had low, very low expectations for it. And then when I watched it, it just, it took me by storm. It really did. Um, action is very superb. The story is a very unique story. It's just, the twist and turns that it takes, it is very, very good. You, you should definitely go see this movie at least once or twice. For me, I might even get this on DVD. That, that's how good it is. Um, you should definitely go see this movie Upgrade. It's definitely one of those diamonds in the rough. You should definitely go see it. It's a lot of action, a lot of um, great um, background story. It's just something you should definitely go go see. Number two is Black Panther. There's no explanation for this. Black Panther did such an amazing job this year. It had a great story, had great action. It's, it's probably one, one of the best movies from... Well, actually, it's still second best Marvel movie for me. I still think uh, Winter Soldier is still number one. But it did a solid job for a character that not many people knew and not many people realized was such an amazing character in general. So Black, Black Panther itself did amazing wonders for me. And the number one spot, which just came out recently, is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Now, I know a lot of folks are kind of confused because they think that Black Panther should be number one. But for me... I think that Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse definitely took the Miles Morales character and made it where not many people knew him and not many people would understand why he's such an important character to the Spider-Man universe and made him an important character for a lot of folks in, in general. It just did a lot of world building. It did a lot of connecting of other universes as well. It brought the Spider-Man uh, movies into canon and actually brought it to different Earths. So it, just, it did an amazing job. And I saw it twice in movie theaters. And each time, I, I, I actually enjoyed myself. And I probably want to see it at least a couple more times. Not not in theaters, probably, because I don't want to waste too much money. Because, you know, movies are going to be the same. But at the same time, if I had, like, a million dollars to waste, then I'll definitely go see it quite a few more times. It just, the music hits you. The story hits you. The animation looks pretty, pretty solid. It's just a great movie in general. This, for me, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse definitely plays off all six Spider-People and gives them this time, the time to shine and doesn't make it the point where you're going to be lost in the story. It, it really brings you into the whole Spider-Man universe and wants you, wants you to see more from this whole thing in general. So I'm glad that it got greenlit for... I believe a spinoff movie is going to happen between Miles Morales and Gwen Stacy of the other universe. So to see that come out, and then I think there's supposed to be another one. I think there's supposed to be doing like Spider Ham, but just seeing that there's going to be a, a sequel to this movie, and it got announced pretty quickly. You just know that it's going to be a great movie in general. So that's my top ten. Um, starting from number ten is um, Sorry to Bother You, Green Book, 
um, Bad Times at the El Royale, Incredibles 2, Instant Family, Top 5 is um, Star is Born, number 5, and um, Mission Impossible Fallout, number 4. 3 is going to be um, Upgrade. Also, number 2 is going to be Black Panther. Number 1 is Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse. And to end this whole thing out, I'll give my, my um, runner-up for the top 10 list. Start number one will be Avengers Infinity War. Just because it felt kind of weak in the middle. And that's what dropped it off quite a bit for me. Number two is Science Fair. Which is a, an incredible um, documentary about the the lives of the Science Fair um, participants. And it's just a great kind of um, kind of little movie. You should definitely go watch it. It's definitely something you should view at least once. But it definitely couldn't meet my top 10 at all. And then Ready Player One, which is an, a great movie for myself as an 80s kid. It can bring me a lot of nostalgia. So that, that's the reason why it felt in the, it will make it into the runner-up scene, but not the top 10 scene. So um, that's all I have for this episode. Um, you can find us on all social medias. On Instagram, Facebook, Tumblr, YouTube iTunes at Bring On Reviews. You can find us on Twitter at Bring On Reviews. No, the not one. You can use the hashtag Bring On Reviews for any comments, personal reviews, and suggestions you might have. You can even visit the website, which is BringOnReviews.com, for any movie reviews and even this podcast as well. If you love watching TV shows, enjoy watching movies. Therefore, you should definitely put your voice out there and start writing some reviews. If you want to write from reviews for this website please email me at info at bring and use the subject line i want to join the review team um, besides that you can also send in any questions and inquiries you might have to that same email address as well do find me on social media on instagram snapchat and twitter at dwight C. that's d-w-i-g-h-t-a-n-t-c Again, that's D-W-I-G-H-T-A-N-T-C. Or if you want to email me directly, you can email me at dc at bringonorreviews.com. And we'll catch your reviews next time.